Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake. (laughs) Who gave me a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday echo? That was me. Uh, Today is Monday, September 19th, 2022, coming to you to review uh, Sunday, September 18th, 2022. Um, Before we get into that, we've got Pastor Joey Hill with us. Hello, hello. And Mr. Matt Ragsdale. Hello. What did you guys uh, have anything interesting going on? This weekend, uh, it was a it was a good weekend. Um, I, I, I started off Friday night. Corner Yellow Jackets keep rolling. They're four and zero. You know, I did some research on that. Do you know the last time they were four and zero was in nineteen eighty one? Nineteen eighty one. And you want to know something that's funny? Their fourth game, their fourth win in nineteen eighty one that made them four and zero was Door Bulldogs. Wow. Yeah. So it's interesting, but they wound up going. Uh, I think they wound up going like six and four or something like that that we that, that season. But but yeah, they're uh, they're rolling right along. Had a good game, and it was awesome for us. My daughter came home from college, and it's really cool because I got my daughter who was on last week on the podcast. She came home from. She's moved back from North Carolina, and then Ivy came in from college. She brought a couple of her college friends with her. Shout out to Gracie and Evie. They may be listening. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we had a blast. We had the entire Team Hills back together this weekend. So, it was a, it was a good weekend. Good weekend. Sweet. What about you, Matt? Did not cut my grass this weekend. Here we go with the um, grass cutting. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it was a good weekend. It was a little busy for us. Uh, Cherish's sister, her older sister, had her fourth baby um, on Wednesday. So... Uh, we they were congratulations we were on that. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, it ain't me. <laughs> so. well, but you're going to be holding that baby, though. Shout out to Chelsea and Stanton. Correct. That's right. Yes. That's right. <clears throat> Shout out to them on their fourth child. Uh, happy, healthy. Everything was good. So, um, are they going to stop it for? Have they even said? I, I it's kind of up in the air. I think we we well, they say they're done, but. You know how that goes. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was. Because after four, sorry. we were done. Yeah. There's a way to make it done. <clears throat> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so seeing them Friday and then. Um, yeah. If you're around the South, it's college football Saturday. Um, we're in that season right now. So Saturday was good. Just got to chill, hang out, watch some football, watch. Bama roll and uh, sorry Auburn fans. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm st- I'm having a hard time getting excited about. I was really excited about Alabama's team this year, and then they've kind of I don't know. It's been I, I've been, which you know I'm always negative anyway. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm having a hard time getting excited now. They kind of kind of let me down a little bit. Texas, yeah. and then yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just think you get up for when you know the real test is coming. That, that's when you get up for it. Yeah. I think also, too, what's kind of got me down is how unbeatable Georgia looks. Oh, dude. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. It's scary. <laughs> they look good this year. <laughs> like absolute world killers. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's his name? Kirby? Right, that's the head coach's name. Yeah, I can, we're on a first name basis, so <laughs> so uh, he 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 looked a lot like Nick Saban uh, Saturday in that they're you know up forty something points and he's oh, yeah, over and he's there like screaming. It. Yeah. It's like, bro, you can like let <laughs> off the uh, gas, but he's that kind of guy, you know. When I was a kid, I had a pet bird. It was a love bird named Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> True story. <laughs> I do believe the best athlete on Georgia's team might be their tight end. I all right. <laughs> I'm serious. Serious? No, I'm serious when I say this. The Heisman Trophy is essentially a quarterback, sometimes running back award. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Smith, you know, a few years ago, blew that out of the water by yeah. getting you know wide receivers first one in a long time. This won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Um, didn't Woodson? Didn't he get it? For Charles Woodson is yeah. like. I don't know if he's the only defensive player. Maybe he is. I can't remember. Is. But anyway, he's he's definitely the last defensive player that's that's won it. It's essentially become a quarterback award, you know, and then occasional running back thrown in. Right. Friday night, by the way, ESPN's doing a, a thing on Woodson. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks real good. Brock Bowers, the tight end from yep. Georgia, yep. may be the best football player in the country. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. He has, hand, he has hands like a steel trap. <laughs> And you know what I love about him is he's like throwback. Oh, totally. He's like totally. I agree with that. Seriously, he yeah. might be the best f- football player in the country. Like without, he, yeah. he's, I, sitting, and, he's sitting on this speed, and he de- he only uses it when he needs it. You know, he's not flashy. He's just really so, good at American football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. USA. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know about y'all, but. Um, as I've gotten older, I like I, I slowly start caring more and more about the NFL. Do y'all have y'all had that? You same start experience? caring more and more. Yeah, like growing up, it was like nobody cares about the NFL football. Like we watch college football. Yeah, but you're now in the, you're in the wrong room, bro. Yeah, <laughs> we've always cared about the NFL. Well, I've I've just <laughs> found <laughs> I like fantasy football. Yeah, well, that, well, true, but I found myself especially this year. Like actually on Sunday afternoons after my nap. Yep. Who's uh, your team? That's the, so that's what makes it enjoyable for enjoyable for me. And this is probably true is that for you. A, don't have a team. It's yes, and that it's probably true for a lot of people who watch professional sports. You you follow players more than you do an actual team. So I I have done that. Uh, I will say it's more enjoyable if okay. So the predicament that a lot of people in the state of Alabama find themselves in is they're so passionate about their college football that it it almost seems weird to them to go all in on an NFL team, yeah. you know. So but it is going to be um you know it, it's going to be in um I don't know what the term I'm looking for there is, but it, it it's not going to be to the degree, but I find it more enjoyable if you just go all in on a team. Really? Yeah. Like, well, and, and you're never you're never going to love them like you do Auburn or Alabama. Yeah. Right. But but just just sell out. Just say right. and get you some gear. Get you a hat. Get you a shirt. Did, you, I, did you guys watch the USFL this year? 
Yeah. Oh, dude. I, Our team well, did, did you go to a game? I did not. Um, I had tickets offered to me numerous times, and I just yeah. never was able to get get free to go. Yeah. Okay, take a wild guess. I mean, you. I don't know if you know this. You may not know this. But what is my NFL team, my childhood NFL team? It's always been my NFL team from childhood. Uh, is it the Falcons? No. Is it the Texans? No. Well, the Texans weren't. The is Texans it the Cowboys? Was a kid. The Oilers. Oilers, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, the Tennessee Titans were the Oilers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But that was the Houston. That The Houston team yeah. was the Oilers, yeah. and then they moved them to Nashville and changed yeah. the name to the Titans. Okay, I'm shocked that you guys don't know that. Especially your you, childhood Blake. team. Yeah, it's always been my team. Like it's my login. It's my login to my <laughs> Yahoo <Careful>. fantasy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it the Steelers? Huh? Is it the Steelers? Well, I'm gonna be shocked when I tell you. Wait, it's not the Okay, never mind. I thought you had it right. is the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Why? <laughs> Jalen Jalen Hurts? Why? Why? Everybody always says that, especially here in Alabama. Because when I was a kid, you remember those little plastic football helmets mm-hmm. um, that you could collect? Yeah. I still have every one of them. And, like, of the of the helmets from that particular year, you know. And, uh, anyway, I loved – I would sit in class as a kid. And I mean, you know, what, seven, eight years old? I would have in my jacket pocket that little football helmet of Philadelphia Eagles because I loved how it looked. Yeah. And I would sit it on my desk while I did work and really? stuff. And teacher never said anything, you know, like put that up, that's a toy or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's always been the Eagles. And I have always followed the Eagles. And, really? like, I secretly would, like, in my fantasy leagues, I would draft, like, back when Brian Westbrook, you know, ran mm-hmm. for him and those kind of guys. I would secretly get Eagles. But my login to my Yahoo Fantasy is – Well, if you draft them, it's not a secret. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't always get what you want, you know. I, uh, uh, but, yeah, my, my login is Joey's Eagles. That's my, that's my login. So, yeah, my, my team as a kid was the Dolphins. I liked the Dolphins. Like I was that? a big Dan Marino fan. I had a Dan Marino jersey. Really? Mm-hmm. And then I was also, for whatever reason, when he was in college, I latched on to Marshall Falk because uh, he was coming out of oh, – yeah. he was in San Diego State. Oh, yeah. And I just thought, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, he was in the running for the Heisman when he was in, in college. Uh, he didn't win it, but he was in the, he, he was in the finals for it. And yeah. I, I, I was just a big fan of, like, the underdog, the guy from the small school. Sure, I just thought, how cool would it be if he won the Heisman? Yeah. So he didn't win the Heisman, but then he, when he got drafted, he he initially went to the Colts, mm. and then he ended up with the uh, with the Rams. Yeah. In St. Louis at the time, and well, they, they of, won a Super Bowl. But I was, I I became a Colts fan then because I I don't uh, know for whatever reason I like Marshall Falk, but that's awesome. long term I was a Dolphins fan. Yeah. There was a did y'all see the Speak, Dolphins this weekend? Yes. How about Tua, dude? That was a comeback. Yes, it was. 460 something yards and six passing and six touchdowns. You know, I, there was the coolest moment in that game, which, by the way, we got criticized for locker room talk on this podcast. Oh, and we've we just. It's just become a sports show. <laughs> <laughs> we went, um, there was the coolest moment. If you were an Alabama fan in that game, is, of course, they're, they're playing the Ravens. And Tua, it's, I think it was like the third quarter, but Tua throws like a, you know, five, six-yard out to Jalen Waddle. Yep. Well, defending Jalen Waddle 
was Jalen Armour Davis, <laughs> and he's about to get loose from him. Mm-hmm. And who comes who comes in to clean up the play yep. is uh, Marlon Humphrey. So you had Alabama quarterback to Alabama receiver defended by two Alabama defensive backs. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you gotta love that in one play. You gotta love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. All right, we better quit talking about sports. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and uh, move on. Well, how was your weekend? Yeah. Oh, I crazy. I was just all over the place. Uh, we had um, we had uh, Park, uh, my youngest daughter's, uh, it's her last year cheering for Corner Community Park. Mm-hmm. And so we had a ball game on Saturday in the middle of the day for that. that we had a, so a wedding going on here, so I kind of popped in and out of here uh, as much as I could to check on that to make sure everything was going going well and smooth with that. And then um, I did cut my grass, though. <laughs> On on Friday, I cut my grass. Nice. Friday afternoon. I bet a lot of people are shocked to hear that there was a wedding here at High Point. Like, you don't hear that there are weddings at churches anymore. They're always at different venues. Yeah, people have them at different venues. But, yeah, we had one here this weekend, and we have another one coming up in a few weeks from now. So, Um, so I got got an interesting one today for our uh, Say What. (laughs) I wish I – I don't – I'm I'm gonna make us a uh, I'm, I will make us a uh, yeah, a, we, a sound effect. Say what? Yeah, it'll have that in there. That so intro. all right, yeah, so like it'll, that. that'll be in there when we finish it. But I like that. Uh, we'll we'll figure that out with like a little jingle or something. But I'll I'll read you guys the headline and then maybe the first few few lines because the headline by itself won't make a lot of sense. Well, you might have to tell our re- uh, listeners what this is in case they're new. Oh, for the newbies out there? Yeah. So I'll be reading a headline to get a, uh, you know, just an authentic response, a, uh, you know, just a news headline that I found interesting, um, a recent one to get an authentic response from, from Joey and Matt and whoever else might be on the podcast with us on any given episode. So today's headline is Virginia man's reason for police chase is straight out of science fiction. Okay. All right. That's the headline. Here's the first little bit. A driver's reason for a 40-mile police chase in which speed sometimes topped 100 miles per hour is straight out of a movie script. Does it say what kind of car he's in? I'm not sure. We'll we'll get there. The next paragraph starts with the guy's name. I'm not going to give his name because I feel like he's probably just getting way too much bad publicity already. (laughs) So we'll just call him Tom. Okay. Tom of Virginia Beach, Virginia, pleaded no contest to two dozen charges stemming from a September chase that be- that began in Hempfield, Pennsylvania. Uh, Tom, <laughs> who who appeared in a, in a Westmoreland County courtroom on Tuesday, said he stole the car for the chase because he was quote tired of walking. <laughs> <laughs> It gets well, better. Wait, 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 wait. It gets better. It gets better. He's tired okay, we hadn't hit the science fiction part yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I did like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, stole the car for the chase because he was, quote, tired, tired of walking, walking, the newspaper reported. His explanation, however, didn't stop there. Quote, I thought I was a time traveler because I was on drugs, and I wasn't trying to hurt anyone. I just needed to save my son. What? I'm sweating. Officers, pursu- officers pursued him on the Pennsylvania Turnpike until he hit a spike strip laid across the highway, according to police. He attempted to run away, but officers hit 
Tom with a taser and then took him into custody, the police reported. The charges against him include aggravated assault with a vehicle, drunken driving, fleeing from pol- police, and resisting arrest. That's the entire article. I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many First off, questions. I love the reasoning. What? <laughs> got tired of walking. I got tired of walking, bro. Well, thanks for being honest, bro. <laughs> First of all, does it say what he was on? I, I'd like to know what he it was on. It doesn't. Saying. I read you the entire article. Okay. But here's so, – so there's one thing very apparent to me. Yes. Okay. At the beginning of the article – it says that uh, there's a 40-mile chase, a 40-mile chase, that's, and that speed sometimes topped 100 miles per hour. That's and, between here and Birmingham. And it, Okay, so he, he said he was a time traveler. So evidently, he, he only needed – evidently, whatever vehicle he stole had a pro- problem with the flux capacitor because now, you I only mean, have to I was to get- about to say <laughs> – was this a DeLorean? You, That's why I said, did it say what kind of car he's in? You only have to get to 85. 85 is all you got to do. So I guess I guess maybe he lost his son and he thought if I got up to a certain speed that I would go into time. Well, see, time. that's what I want to know is like when he says, I, want, I need more. I need more than this story gives me. And when I Google it, all I find is more I just find this story repeated, copied, and pasted yeah. in a million other places. Okay. Yeah. So uh, are you this is from Huffington his... Post. Okay. okay. So the, I get I get the same thing over and over in multiple in other locations, okay. but like I want more to the story. When he said he needed to save his son, like is his son like deceased and he's trying to go back in time yeah. and save it? Because yeah. then I'm like, this is the beginning of a movie script. This is yeah. the beginning of a. Uh, I know you didn't want to say his name, but. Is his name Marty? I just want to know. <laughs> no. I said Tom because his first name is Thomas. Ah, uh, okay. Thomas. I'm just like, <laughs> what do you have to be on? Yeah. Like, how how disconnected do you really get from the world? Like, is it kind of one of those deals where maybe he had seen the movies, and, of course, they've just been kind of lying dormant in the back of his brain, and mm-hmm. then when he – when he feels whatever he's on, all of a sudden that just comes forward. Uh, you Maybe. know what? And, though, then, and then it mixes with reality. Yeah, I think they should be lenient with the guy <laughs> because think about the brutal, brutal honesty of his confession. First off, he pleaded guilty. Second off, he said, "So I just don't want to say his name anyway." Mister So and So, why did why did you steal the vehicle? Yeah. Well, well, one, I was tired of walking. <laughs> Two, I thought I was a time traveler because I was on drugs. So he admitted, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and three, the but I thought I was a time traveler because I was on drugs and I was trying to save my son. You know what I mean? I mean, I think they should be lenient with the yeah. guy. It's like, so, oh man, <clears throat> you seem to have a lot going on. We'll let you. Well, I'm not saying let him. Go. I'm not saying let him back. go. I'm yeah. not saying let him go. I mean, it's dangerous to have somebody intoxicated no, behind no. the wheel. I'm just saying. Uh, at least he was honest. <laughs> yeah. At least he was honest. That reminds me of the video. Uh, a lot of young, uh, I don't want to date anybody, but there's a video that every now and then I'll see pop up on like social media. And it's this police officer has this guy pulled over and he's like, you know why I stopped you? And the guy's like, yeah, cause I was sitting at that stop sign so long. <laughs> and and I'm y'all I'm not kidding this is real and then the he goes yeah the police officer says yeah what's that about and he was like I was just waiting for it to turn green 
And the, the cop's like, well, you know, I, I appreciate you. Just <laughs> So he's like, well, I'm going to take you to jail. <laughs> I'm so, not as think as you drunk I am. <laughs> I'm just on the road. <laughs> Officer. Ossifer. Ossifer, I'm not as think as you drunk I am. Uh, yeah, I, I appreciate this guy's uh, uh, this guy's honesty, though. Okay. I don't know. There's I, something to be said for honesty. There is. Absolutely. There is. Absolutely. 39 years old. Wow. Mm. Wow. wow. All right. Mm. Mm. Well, unless y'all have any more thoughts, so we move move along to our sermon from yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I just pulled up the wrong notes. I pulled up um, my notes from my Bible study on Wednesday night. Come out and join us as we walk through the book of Romans. Um, but no, our, our sermon yesterday, we continued on with part two of our series in the book of James. Yeah. Faith and uh, works. And we were in James chapter 1. We verses, were actually in James this week. Yep. James <laughs> chapter 1, verses 21 through 25. Mm. And you started off with this um, revelation that faith has a twin. Yes. Can you, would you, want, you'd like to explain that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because normally when I'm like talking about words that are associated with other words, I'll say, hey, this is this word's first cousin or something mm. like that. You yeah. know, like they're really attached. But I didn't feel like that would be doing it justice enough for the the symbiotic relationship between faith and works. Right. And that's why I was like, well, these really are, in a lot of ways, one and the same, you know. Mm. And so because if if your works don't match your faith and faith doesn't match your works, James says this is dead, you know. Mm. And so yeah. it was just kind of – it was just kind of like I just wanted people to understand that I was not just tying words together because they're first cousins. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you pulled out the word there, Ergon, and you did make a uh, Lord of the Rings reference. You made a Lord of the Rings Which joke. is not a place. I did that just for y'all. You made a joke. Yeah. I made a joke. A terrible one. I did. I know. <laughs> I know. I know what Aragorn is. He's the, the uh, person. Dude, Aragorn. The pers- Aragorn. 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 Is it, is Aragorn. Aragorn. Yeah. He, he ultimately became Aragorn. the king, right? Have you ever seen the VeggieTales version of Lord of the Rings called Lord of the Beans? And, and instead of Aragorn, it's Iracorn. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. I love it. I love it. And instead of Frodo, it's Toto Baggy Pants. <laughs> I think I was born to write VeggieTales, and they just haven't asked me they, yet. They, you're unfounded. You're not discovered yet. Um, yeah, but, faith, faith has a twin, and it's, and it's called Works. Yes, Aragorn, Aragorn, (laughs) however you say that, is the Greek word for works. It's what's translated in your New Testament as works. Yeah. The next note I have says, if this is a quote that I like, and I'm trying to remember how we got to this point, but it says, if I'm a follower of Christ, the Bible is not just a book I read. It's been planted in me. Yeah. The Word of God is not something uh, that just comes and goes. Yeah, it's... um, the first verse there, not the first verse in James 1, but the first verse that we read yesterday, verse 21, which says, Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you, yeah, which can save you. Gotcha. And, yeah, and so that that basically was, 
I was just kind of walking into that kind of world of where, you know, a lot of people who call themselves Christians don't realize if that is true, if you are a true believer in Christ, there are things you possess within you. Mm-hmm. And and it has been put there right. by God. And so to deny those things or to neglect or ignore those things, which I think that was the key word for that verse was neglecting yeah, you actually made reference to uh, Jesus addressing the uh, Pharisees too, yeah. to to tie into that, yeah. where he said to them, it was, uh, John eight thirty seven. I wrote that down because I liked it. Uh-huh. Uh, he, said, <laughs> he said to he said to them, "You you seek to kill me because my words find no place in you." Mm-hmm. To kind mm-hmm. of uh, hammer home that that exact point there, yeah. Which yeah. all I could think of when you're going through that section is uh, those who have ears to hear. Yeah. Let them hear yeah. kind of thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and I think the key there, too, was that Jesus said that to religious leaders. Yeah. So these are people who knew the Bible, knew right. the Scripture better than anybody, mm-hmm. yet somehow Jesus looks at them and says, "You have you're, there's no place in your heart for my word. Right. And so I think that's, and I, I pointed that out, that I think a lot of people make that mistake. They're like, oh, well, he knows a lot about the Bible, so he must be a good guy. Right. That's not true. You know, Mm -hmm. you can know everything about the Bible and yet the word has not, has no place in your heart. And so, you know, and there was a great quote that I just couldn't remember. I couldn't formulate it in my head, but tell me if y'all, it's something about a faith that saves is it, or we're saved by faith alone, but a faith that saves is never alone or something like that. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? But it's basically connecting the idea of you can't, Yes, we're saved by grace through faith, but once but once we're saved, that that's that always means something. Yeah. yeah. It anyway. I used that exact quote a few weeks ago in on a Wednesday night, and and then anyway, I'm drawing a blank on it right, right here at the moment. But but I think the key, I think the key for that first part was getting everybody to understand that they possess something if they're mm-hmm. a true follower of Christ. Right. That means that not only do you possess the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit comes in and seals you. Um, seals you into that day, but and and so that is why the one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit is in you, but as well the Word of God is planted into your heart as well, and that is there to keep you. Yeah, to, yeah. Which brought us to our three points, really. Yeah. Uh, so if you have that inside yeah. of you, then uh, you know what what type of things, what what things come up that would cause, you know, issue there, I guess. I don't exactly, know can, yeah. if you can say it a better way than what yeah. I'm saying there. But awesome. the first one was uh, num- point number one of the, of on our notes was spiritual neglect. You know, spiritual neglect cuts off the air, for, essentially, from the Word yeah. inside of you. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the understanding that what's inside of you is living, it's breathing, mm-hmm. it requires oxygen, and so many, I use the illustration of so many people will come and hear a sermon. They don't have a problem listening. They just have a problem with accepting. Yeah. And and for that reason, a lot of people will come and they will kind of breathe in a sermon. But then when they walk out, they hold their breath. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to let what I just heard affect me or change me or make, because, you know, I want to get home and watch NFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's it's that constant, I'm holding my breath. And so, so literally the comment was made, you know, you're probably suffocating your spiritual life right? with your own desires and your own wants, that kind yeah. of thing. Essentially the word, 
needs to be – a true believer is going to have to hear the word. They're going to have to be exposed to the word. You made the comment or what I were, uh, made note of is a true believer just cannot hold their breath forever. No. Like eventually has yeah. to. At some point you got to give in. Like, And that's why we – that's what we see. We, we'll see people who we know in our hearts based on maybe we were there the day they surrendered – or, and we've been there in their discipleship and their growth. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they go hiatus. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, what? And then all, next time you see them, they're they're literally on their knees begging for breath. They're mm-hmm. like, I got to come back to God. I can't. Right. You know? And that's kind of the idea is that if you're truly saved, you're not going to continue in sin. You're not going to continue, you know, living a life that is in rebellion to God just because you, you, you got to breathe. Right. You got to breathe. So. Yeah. Uh, the second point was, so first was spiritual neglect, and the second one was spiritual amnesia, which referred to, and I'm, I can't remember what number verse this is. Um, you can probably have it and read it verbatim, but essentially it's where he there's the statement of like looking at yourself in the mirror and forgetting what it is that you look like when yeah. you walk away. Verses 23 and 24. Oh, yeah. okay. Do you have that verse? Where you I, do, I do, yeah, I can read it. It's... Um, He said, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Yeah, spiritual amnesia. Spiritual amnesia. It's like, think about how many incredible things God has brought to your front door Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, thank you. And you've signed for it and accepted it. But in reality, you've forgotten it. Like you've just... It's just like it's just like you absolutely have forgotten what what all God has revealed to you because that's really what the Bible is. It's a it's I love reading all the and this is something I didn't didn't say in the message, but in my studies, it's funny reading the old guys' mm-hmm. thoughts on this, like Spurgeon and other people. They don't call them mirrors; they call them looking glass. Yeah, and they're like, and when you they were talking about how the Bible is not a looking glass that just shows you the reflection of, of yourself. Mm-hmm. It actually, they said, you act, actually have to imagine looking in the looking glass and the Bible would not just show you your skin, but it would show you your desires, your motivations, your mm-hmm. wants, the ugly side of you and all that kind of stuff. And so I think a lot of times people will get under the word of God and be extremely convicted about something, mm-hmm. but because they're not going to do anything about it, they just listen to it instead of do it. They walked away. And the thing that God convicted them about ultimately became a part of their demise. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it was kind of like God going, I'm giving you a heads up. Yeah. If you continue this way, mm-hmm. but it's like, but we forget, we yeah. forget that God had even, called us to the carpet on something. Yeah. And then later on, when we're faced with those consequences, we're like, God, what are you doing to me? Yeah. You know, Something so, we've been talking about mm-hmm. in Romans that tie, kind of ties in to the same thing, really is showing you a reflection of the condition of your heart. And then, yeah. and when you see that reflection, essentially what you're saying is like, it's like looking at that reflection and then saying, oh yeah, that's bad. And then turning and walking away. And then to the point that you forget or yeah. not forget, or you, you're choosing to forget. Yeah. It's like... It was um, irrelevant information for you. Yeah. yeah. The, the phrase that we've been using in there is, you didn't know, but you didn't know because you didn't want to know. Let's go. Mm. Let's go. So that's, that's what we've mm. been saying. Um, that's it. But, the, and that, that led to the, the statement that you made. That was a, probably 
the most convicting moment of the message, something happens when the implanted word in, in you meets the reality of the world you live in. Yes. So yes. essentially, that's exactly what we're saying there. When that moment comes, that moment of reflection of this is this is who you really are. This yeah. is this is you know, essentially reflecting your sinful self back yes. to you. So yeah. Uh, the good. the third point was spiritual. So we got spiritual neglect, spiritual amnesia, and then third, spiritual focus. Focus. Yeah. Verse 25 says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, that, so that was kind of like what happens when the implanted word in you becomes real in right. your life. Uh, he says right here, you'll be blessed. Yeah. And I, I kind of always felt like in my life, because I know that's a, that's a, a hot topic where it can be controversial with all the prosperity gospel and stuff that's out there and the American gospel, whatever. But, you know, just because just because a word can can be taken and twisted wrong doesn't mean you need to dodge that word altogether. So I mean the James says, You will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Like and so what does that look like? You know? Yeah. Does that mean more money, more better health or all that? And here's to me, here's what it means. It means better focus yeah it, it it just means that you're not you're you're you become single-minded there's a lot more peace about you um there is that uh or double mind you're not double-minded like we talked about mm-hmm. last week you're single-minded you're not two-faced you're not hypocritical and what i mean by that is it doesn't mean that people aren't going to accuse you of those things because you will make mistakes and they'll say you're two-faced you talk out of both sides of your mouth but well, I think what's more important is not what people say, but what you know. And I think if you know you're not two-faced mm-hmm. and you're willing to confess and bring everything before the Lord, then I th- I think at that point you don't have to worry about pleasing people because mm-hmm. when you please God, then you then you will only then you only will please people who really have the right to be pleased, you know? Yeah. And so Yeah, that's that was the part that I wrote down essentially the not living, we stop living two lives when we have spiritual focus. Yeah, because the because God's word is the the Hebrews, you know, throw callback. I guess uh, that's when God's word has yeah. actually become alive and active. Yeah, because uh, I mean, like, because one of the major major issues today, if you were to issues that when you talk to people, like, if we were to do a survey and say, hey, if we were going to pick topics for you to whatever uh, for us to preach on, mm-hmm. um, uh. Number one would be stress. Hmm. And the reason that is, is because people wake up every day and they don't know their purpose. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. And so they're stressed out about everything. And, uh, and, and to me, one of the parts of being blessed is knowing it's like you wake up every day and you got a purpose, you got a mission. My goal, if I don't do anything else today, I'm going to obey God's word. If I don't do anything else, mm-hmm. I'm going to at least obey God. Yeah. <laughs> to me that's just huge. Yeah. That was um that kind of brings to the last point that I had, which I noticed in the it, so I was in first service and second service I came in came back in towards the end of the service and you were kind of already in your wrap up phase. Did you run out of time in second service somehow? Did you I did. Okay, because you, you were saying this, and I was like, man, I hate that he's d- having to do this now, and he's not yeah. getting to do it as part of the message, but yeah. it's when you said the whole bit about, um, you know, people having trouble remembering Scripture, and it's like we don't remember Scripture yeah. because we don't live it. 
that ties yeah. into kind of what yeah. we're talking about there. Yeah, so. I had a lady ask me, um, she's like, is it when you get older, is it just, is that why you can't remember scripture like you used to when you were younger? And I was like, mm. No, I said, now that is true. When you get older, you forget things. I was like, you know, you forget phone numbers, addresses, and why you came into a room, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, but memorizing scripture is an entirely different animal because people talk about how hard it is, but what they don't understand is it's not hard, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. The the word of God is not meant to be a collector's item. Right. The, scripture is not meant to sit on a shelf in your room as in, look, I memorized this when I was five and I memorized this when I was, you know, 15. Now scripture is meant to be lived. Mm-hmm. And when you live it, you can quote it because it, you're, you're basically just regurgitating your own life. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes scripture, uh, you know, come to your mind and it comes running to your rescue, you know, and um, and that's that's and we talk about that in Project Twenty Eight about Scripture running to your rescue. It's alive and active. You right. know, it's moving. Yeah. So I thought that was good. That was the, to me that was like the 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 heavy application part. So mm-hmm. anyway, so what about worship? It, it was so, strong. Did y'all do it was strong. It was. Yeah. Did y'all sing? Yeah, we sang a little in harmony. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know the congregation did. Boy, did they! Um, yeah. Uh, so yesterday, again, I'm. I don't know why it comes to me, and my mind goes blank. Um, so we did uh, "Glorious Day," um, the new the new song that. No, hold on, hold on. Y'all did some new song. New song. Well, every, everything. Christmas we did glorious day. Most of our day. listeners do not even know what new song <clears throat> is. We Would did. You hurry, sir. <laughs> Sorry. Are you done? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Daddy uh, says there's not much time. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> She's been sick for quite a while. Um, so we out. did. We did <laughs> glorious day, and then uh, Egypt, uh, which is. A really fun one. Um, they're all fun, but there's some songs that, like, just from a musician's perspective, um, that are like just that hit different musically. And Egypt is one of those. Um, if 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 you were in there yesterday, you kind of you you probably get what I'm saying. Um, where we get into that bridge and like it just gets going and like the beat gets going and it's just like hey, you stepped into. Anyways, uh, so that one that one's always fun. Um, and then and I think was that me that yelled in second service? Did I do that? Did you yell? I think I did. Did you sec- lift your hands before the key change? That's emotionalism. <laughs> emotionalism. <laughs> Hey. We used to tell people that in a choir. It's like, don't lift your hands before the key change. That's emotionalist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think I got a little excited. So um, I think that was, yeah, I think I said something just out of excitement during Egypt in the second service. I can't remember what I What'd said. What did you say? Yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah. yeah. I think I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah. Or something. <laughs> <clears throat> I'll have to ask. <laughs> Cherish would know. I'll, I'll ask her. Um, and then we did the new song we introduced last week. We did it again, Back to Life. Um, again, that and everything, if, if you kind of picked up on it, everything had that uh, theme of it 
you know, the the Ephesians 2 to the Titus, the Galatians 2, 20, um, dead to sin, back to life in Christ. It is not, it is uh, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And so, um, and then after the message, um, can I tell the story that I was telling y'all in staff meeting about? Yeah, go ahead. So, um, we introduced, it's, we've done it before, but we haven't done it in so long that I knew, okay, like to most people, this is going to be new. It's a song um, called Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. And it happened in both services, but especially in second service, uh, where in one of those choruses, we're all singing, and I felt my voice getting drowned out. That's awesome. And it almost did me in, um, mm-hmm. just to hear people respond and sing, um, sing in a lot of ways, like louder than I've ever heard um, our congregation sing. And it almost did me in, which is why when, when the band kind of brought it back down before that fourth verse, like I had to take a moment <laughs> and like recollect so I could sing it, sing that fourth verse. And so mm-hmm. overall, man, like worship was just, it was hitting yesterday. Um, so yeah, it was good. It was really good. So I don't know why I'm just thinking about this, but um, I I feel like maybe because, you know, we talk about worship every time we get on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, there might be a listener that's sitting out there, has been to our services <clears throat> and are like, I feel like I may be called by God to be a part of something like that, a part of worship and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like, could you take a second, Matt, and tell folks, explain to folks, like, if they're interested in being involved in worship, like, how does that process work at Hopple? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, <laughs> definitely, man, there's always uh, do openings. Do auditions? Yes, or, so okay. there's always openings, and I and I want to say this, um, just because, like, there's somebody up there on stage playing, already playing an instrument or, or maybe singing, and that's your gifting, doesn't mean that position's not open. Um, because we do, we'll do rotations as well. Um, and so, uh, so the best way to do it is we do, we, we, I'm trying to avoid saying do, do, we do, do, (laughs) but then you just like straight said it, so just hit it head on. So, um, we, we do do auditions. Um, but if, if you want to get involved, the best way to, to get involved, uh, or at least start the process is just to contact me and we'll get you set up with an audition. And then, um, and then after that, it kind of looks more like, um, you'll sit in on one or two practices to kind of get the feel of everything that's going on. And then we'll slowly start putting you in the rotation from there. And so, um, email is me something that you start small and then work your way up. Yes. Or? It starts very small. Um, and if, if you want, if honestly, if you want like a personal testimony of how that works, talk to Kelsey or Caleb. Caleb is our other bass player, and Kelsey sings as well, and they rotate back and forth. Um, she was on stage with us yesterday singing. Um, they that's kind of how they started out. They both auditioned separately, and then they kind of sat in on a practice, met everybody, kind of got the feel of it, and then we just started adding them in. And uh, over time, they they they've become a you know, a part of the worship team as well. And so talk to Kelsey or Caleb. Don't talk to me. I've been trying to get on stage with my kazoo for like two years <laughs> and he keeps telling me I need to come to another practice. Yeah. So, um, we so, just yeah. don't want to have to glue your kazoo together, you know? So yeah, either. And it's what I feel called to do, Matt. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so 
either go back and listen to other episodes if you want to know what <laughs> has to do with the tambourine. Anyway. So if you're listening and you're wondering how how can I at least you know start that process, email me Matt R at highpointcommunitychurch.org. Message me Instagram, Facebook, whatever. I'm on all of those, or just hit me up um, before or after service, whatever, um, and just hit me up and we'll talk. So do you do you mind saying that email one more time slower? Yes, Matt R M A T T R at highpointcommunitychurch.org. Awesome. It's a long one. So thank you. And then I'm Matt Ragsdale on Facebook, Instagram, everything else, which by the way, I'm bad about checking. Like I don't have my social media notifications on, on my phone. So it's usually every two or three days before I even look. So if I, if you message me there, I will get back to you. I promise. So, yeah. and if you play kazoo, just hit me up. We're just going to have to start a small group or a kazoo <laughs> quartet or something like that. So, so yeah, yeah. We're always looking for opportunities. Um, for you know to grow and so you threw me off with your dang kazoo, kazoo. Uh, sorry but yeah we're yeah. gonna play kazoo and sing new song that's right so <laughs> we're always looking for opportunities to grow and so um if you're looking to get involved hit me up we'd love to have yeah. you yeah. only new song songs on the kazoo yeah that's, that's right. right sorry that's right well what else we got coming up we got a lot coming up there's a lot going on um this n- this next week, <clears throat> not not this week. Well, the, well, let's the, the start with this week. Okay, this week we have everything's normal, regular Wednesday night services. Yep, six thirty, adult Bible study, uh, student worship, P twenty eight, kid point. Yeah, everything. everything. <clears throat> and then go ahead. Oh, and then I was going to say, then the following Wednesday. Is uh, see you at the poll. See you at the poll. It's nationwide. See you at the poll. And if you've never heard of that, it's basically a nationwide dedicated day of student prayer where students will meet at their flagpole that morning all around the country. And even it's actually bled over into other countries now. It's it's kind of worldwide. It's not just nationwide. Um, and they pray for their school, the nation, their state, the community, everything. And then that night, um, usually. Um, it may be different for different areas, but if, if you're in our area, um, our student ministry is gathering with all of the other area churches, student ministries at Summerton Church of God, where we will have a community wide night of worship there that night. So yeah. last year it was here. <clears throat> they move it around from year to year. Yes, right. it rotates. Right. So it'll be 6.30 p.m. next Wednesday at SCOG. So, mm-hmm. so if there's a listener that wants to join in, at the sea at the pole on Wednesday morning at the schools seven fifteen. Okay, where at? So at at whatever school you go to, that flagpole. Okay. So if you're at the high corner high school, me at corner high school flagpole at sea at seven fifteen. Same thing for the corner middle, wherever door wherever you're Bagley. at. That Bagley, Bagley that's um, where you go. <clears throat> corner middle, their their flagpole is a little. It's a little crammed in that general location, so we normally congregate at the propane tank. <laughs> <laughs> Remember us making jokes about that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> meet you at the gas tank. We'll meet you at the gas tank. <laughs> but it's right there by the flagpole. Yes. If you make your way to the flagpole, you will not miss Come the masses. Come get your tank filled. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, yeah it'll it, it'll yeah. be good. It's a it's a it's a really special thing. So yeah, and, and and people and a lot of 
people who quote unquote don't go to school or have kids there, they will show up at sea at the pole. So yeah. Yeah. We, we, the more people show up, the bigger the crowd, the more impact it makes as far as like visual. Cause think about so many kids going to school that day, having no clue because they don't even have a clue about God. And yep. all of a sudden they see this giant crowd. They're like, what's that about? Oh, yep. it's God. The cool thing is seeing them get off the bus yes. and look and be like, what in the world, world? is happening? What's going it's like on? somebody famous here? <laughs> yeah, you which, better believe it. By the way, I, so that right there, I watched that happen um, the first the first Thursday that the high school started their uh, first priority back. Um, they did something very similar to see you at the pole where they had their first meeting out there at the flagpole um, a couple of weeks ago, and that happened. Yeah. We're like, Hundreds of kids are like, what's going on over there? And like, by the end of it, you've got 200 kids standing around like, I don't know. I just saw a crowd and I came in and they heard the gospel. Yeah. So, and yeah. they don't, and they don't just pray. I mean, there's right. actually kids giving testimonies and yep. so it's really a blessing. So if you can be there, be there. Uh, one other thing we want to go ahead and let you guys uh, know about put on your radar is coming up at, we've been getting a lot of questions about this coming up at the end of October on October 30th will be our annual trunk or treat here yeah. at High Point. So that'll be a Sunday night, October 30th, Sunday night. Um, we will have, beginning this week, we'll have a sign-up available at our Connections Corner if you're interested in uh, signing up to uh, have a trunk at Trunk or Treat. Tell people why they want to do a trunk. Yeah. it. it so this is, a, this is a, a great opportunity for people in our church to – interact with our community at large. We have a lot of people from outside of our church that will come and, uh, you know, walk through the kids get candy, candy. It's kind of a, you know, trick or treat alternative for some people. A lot of people, it's the only trick or treating they do is just to come and, and do that. Um, but it's just a good opportunity to, uh, interact with the community at large. We are going to do it a little earlier this year than norm than we have in the past. We're, we're going to start at 4 PM. So it's going to be from four to six, a uh, big reason behind that is uh, is better photo ops. Just honestly, uh, makes parking situation a little easier. Sometimes at night, people not being able to see if grass is wet and things like that can cause issues with parking. We've all, we always had little hurdles like that. Now, yeah, not, nothing that we weren't able to overcome, but uh, if we can avoid it, then we we're going to. So it's four to six on Sunday, October thirtieth. You'll start seeing uh, that in the church bulletin handout, you'll start seeing it and we'll have a, a pretty soon we'll have a banner down by the road and also sign up sheet on connections corner. So good deal. Good deal. Anything else y'all want to say about that? Well, I mean, we I, need, we need your trunks. So yeah, we need we, your trunks. My family has done a trunk every year and I just want to go ahead and say, now that I have the microphone, we have been gypped on so many occasions. <laughs> We we had the winning trunk, but because because I was the pastor, I was disqualified. So yeah, okay. He you, you just gonna say that no matter what though. I'm I'm just saying that because you you I gonna sit here in front of God and everybody and say that you deserve to win, <laughs> no question. Look, <laughs> I am I am the voice of the people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> y'all y'all had the gall to tell me we were the people's champion. I y'all, was like. <laughs> 
No, I want the title. <laughs> the I want the trophy. <laughs> so yeah, we normally will give uh, some sort of prize. Uh, in the we've in the past we've done trophies, we've done gift cards. Yeah. So either it'll be a trophy you can put on your mantle, or it'll be a gift card, something like that. We'll do for the top three trunks. Yeah, usually so. So get your creative juices going. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely definitely sign up. Get on that list early and That's get yourself a, lot of fun. A, a prime spot. That's a lot of fun. All right. Create some memories. And before we go, I just want to make sure we, we made this clear. If you want to go back in time to save your son, you have to hit 85 miles an hour. Is that correct? Correct. correct. And your flux capacitor better be on point. It better be on point. <laughs> <laughs> Sandy Grevy. <laughs> <laughs>